I don't know what uh, your outdoor furniture looks like or your indoor furniture, but if you're in need of an upgrade, do not forget to look at Article because they have some amazing furniture for all your furniture needs, especially for the outdoors. Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Article's team of designers focuses on beautiful crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. I've gotten so many compliments on my Article furniture. It also lasts forever. The process is super easy. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the U.S. and Canada, and it's free over orders of $999. All in-stock items are delivered in less than two weeks, and you can save up uh, to 30% on traditional retail prices because they cut out the showrooms, the middlemen, the sale people. You don't need any of that. Article is offering our listeners 50% off your first order of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash V-I-A-L-L, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Vile Files. Ask Nick Edition. How's everyone doing? Good. You know, it was very, like, I don't know what the feeling was, but you posted the clip of you and Ben, that, like, promo clip for the cooking show that you did. Mm -hmm. And Ben was like, oh, his podcast is so successful. And you're just casually over in the corner, like, washing your hands. You're like... We had six million listeners last month, and I was like, "Holy well, they, shit!" They asked. They no, asked I know, no, 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 I know. But I'm saying <laughs> you don't like, go around just like citing your stats. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah, we have a thriving show. Yeah. Thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks for being here. <laughs> we have a wild episode for you today. They're all good, very relatable things. Yeah. What's new with you, ladies? It's a chaotic month for me. I have my birthday. I have. Uh, Happy birthday. What? Happy birthday. Thank you. It's it's, it's a wild, up. yeah. Last year on my birthday, I like didn't tell anyone because I had no friends, so I didn't do anything. And then Amanda like whipped something together because I just party. like refused to. Um, I'm and like so that. This I don't like, like a, celebrating myself. But it's a big transition, I feel like, because this year I actually feel like I have people to invite. What so are you I'm doing for your excited. birthday? We're going to the beach. Barbie beach. It's, it's Barbie themed. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so we're all gonna wear like I'll be with you in spirit. I know I invited Nick, and he was did like, you? "Probably not." I did. I literally was like, "Would you come to my birthday? It's at the beach." And you were like, "Probably not." But if you did a dinner, maybe. Did I say that? <laughs> in in fairness, that's that, an honest. Answer. Yeah, I mean, Natalie went to the beach for someone else's birthday and didn't invite me because she just knew. You seem like maybe you're a little bit curmudgeonly on the beach. Depends on the beach. Like, I like water. I like water sports. But, like, there's something about, like, going picnicking on the beach of, like, say, what beach are you going to? Venice? Santa Monica. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, you don't really swim in the ocean, that ocean. I don't know. Well, I, I've become more particular with my beach beaches, sure. I guess. Sure. I don't know. And you are a lake guy at the end of the day. I'm a lake guy, for sure. sure. Way more lake guy. I do love a fresh, like a pond situation. You give me a pond with a dock, I will be happy for a summer. How many people are you expecting at the birthday party? 20. At the dinner, too. Yeah. There's a dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to come get cheap tacos and Marg's? I didn't know if that would be your vibe either. It's not. It's Maybe. Not, is that what the it, restaurant shares your last name? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, is she just. People got very confused. Turning. We're going <laughs> to this restaurant. It's called Casa Martin. 
I was like, and everyone thought that. Casa Martin? Yeah. Everyone thought it was at your house. Everyone thought, yeah. yeah. And they're like, when did you move to Santa Monica? I'm like, it's not my house. Also, I'm like. Then it's in Santa Monica? Yeah. And I was like, what a terrible white girl would I be to be like, come to Casa Martin? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why would I ever write that on an invite? I mean, it used to be okay. I do think it's a good, it really tells me who I like. It's a great friend check-in. When a birthday rolls around, like seeing my level of like enthusiasm and or willingness to participate is a great barometer for like, like how, how much, much I like care your- about someone. <laughs> yeah, because like with Ali, it was like, way like, to make no all your friends self conscious going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like it's never like my good friends who I have qualms about. It's more like people who are like more loose acquaintances, where it's like, oh, we met recently. Do I want to go to Venice? The answer is usually no. Yeah, Ali. No questions asked. Of course I'm in Santa and Monica. And I, I tried to be really good. Like, every time I would send the invite to someone, I'd say, oh, you also know such and such who's coming, so you can carpool. But the best part was I soft-launched the invite with Amanda as, like, to get feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the theme was very clear. There was a cutout of Barbie on the invitation. I was like, oh, I, like, I want to send this to you because I was trying to keep the theme a secret, but, like, I want your feedback. And I send it to Amanda, and she goes, ooh, Surfer girl. Because it was it was cartoon Barbie. It wasn't like a dolly Barbie. <laughs> so then we had and to I make did some say, tweaks. I said, I live under we a rock alley. Some, we had to make some tweaks. It tracks that Amanda isn't like up to speed with her Barbie. Yeah. So I, we had I, to change the heading I and make it on a lot more of clear. Very did, formative. And to be media. clear, I didn't get an invite, right? No, I, I invited you verbally. Yeah, but not formally. Correct. Okay. Would you like an invite? I mean, maybe we'll come to the, uh, at the dinner. Do you want to you deal with 20 of us? sitting around drinking margaritas. I feel like that's your worst nightmare. But it's not about me. It's, you know. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I was like, are you trying to intimidate him out of God? <laughs> I just like, I'll feel No, it definitely bad. sounds like a potential, like, challenging situation for me. I'll uh, send you an invite. Uh, all right. Uh, tacos and margs. Mm-hmm. What time's dinner? 6.30. 6.30 on a Friday? Okay. Saturday. On Saturday. On a Saturday? Mm-hmm. This Saturday. This Saturday? Yes. Oh, I'll be in Cancun. <laughs> So I can't come. This is really sad. I'm okay. sorry. It's fine. Had I known that before, I would have been like, oh, shit. I'm definitely there. I have Please to cancel send- Cancun. I have to go get a $3 taco. But Ooh. yeah, but I'm not actually missing your birthday. We'll do something for your actual actual birthday. <gasps> so nice. so- something. I don't know. That we will. We'll go buy you a, a bagel down the street. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, texting office hours, as always. Um, if you're listening to this Monday morning and you have a predicament, Want to shoot your shot? You need help drafting a text? We're here for you. Sending your submissions at asknick at castme.com, cast with a K. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, rate, review on Apple iTunes. Validate us. Please. We love it. And then we have uh, Cheryl Burke is with us on Going Deeper. She's recently divorced out in the dating world. We'll find out what that's like, as well as talk uh, whatever relevant pop culture topics and, and then those texting office hours. Recapping tomorrow. It's going to be a surprise. We haven't, you know, it's going to be a surprise. Let's get to our callers. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, I'm Audrey. I'm 32. Hi, Audrey. How can I help? I um, have a, a interesting situation with my new boyfriend. Um, I am a recovering drug addict and I committed a couple white collar nonviolent crimes years ago. And I have not told him yet, but I uh, need to find a way to tell that to him because I feel very bad 
keeping it from him. And I want to figure out the best way to go about doing that. Okay. Interesting. How much do you feel comfortable disclosing what you mean by nonviolent crimes? They're white collar. So uh, legally I'm not um, like no public is at risk. He's not at risk. Um, It was between me and one other person. Okay. But it was a felony. Okay. Uh, So, and since getting sober, it's been a year and a half, roughly. um, I've cleaned up my life. I've turned it around. That will never happen again. Um, He's also a recovering addict who is an alcoholic. He got clean a little over a year ago. Um, And then we've known each other for just three weeks. So it's pretty new. Um, But we really hit it off and I've kind of, you know, we have a lot of similar history in regards to, to the addictions. And I would think he might have more empathy than the average person because my guess is, you know, I, I'm not super familiar with addiction. You know, fortunately, mm-hmm. fortunately, I've haven't experienced it and I haven't been around a lot of people personally who have. But my understanding is, you know, I feel like most people who come to the point where they are able to recognize they have a problem and have an addiction. It's probably only after they've made some choices they've regretted. I could see him being, you know, like as empathetic about it as I guess someone could be, but I don't really want to, you know, screw the thing up, but I, I don't like being secretive about it. I don't like being fully honest. That's not part of recovery. You're supposed to be truthful in all aspects of your life. And yeah, I haven't been. Well, it's only been three weeks. Yeah. Regardless of, your specific situation, you know, ultimately when you meet someone, they're a stranger that you date. Regardless of your past, every relationship is hard to make work. You know, you meet someone three weeks in, you're excited, four months past, they're, you're like, yeah, I hate you, you know. So we just have to keep in mind that whatever we share with these people, they will now know. I don't know like, if we need to feel so bad not okay. wanting to share our deepest, darkest secrets with every person we go on a date with because they're essentially strangers. I get that you like him. You see a future three weeks. You want to tell him, great. I don't think you need to beat yourself up or say that you've been dishonest. You needed to go through an internal process of deciding how much you like this person, how much Mm -hmm. you trust this person, how comfortable do you feel with this person to share some like really vulnerable shit and shit that like, well, like, Hey, I guess people, you did a felony and people can Google it. But like, my guess is like, you don't need everyone to fucking know that you did this in your life. Certain right. people you right. need to know that you want to build trust with. This is just my opinion. I don't think you should be beating yourself up or calling yourself dishonest. I think you, it okay. seems like a reasonable amount of time. And I honestly, maybe a little early, but it's a tricky you, one. Okay. You know, Some of the, the legal stuff, like it's been a long process. It's taken um, a couple of years for things to kind of, you know, with COVID and everything, there are so many delays in the legal process that like my case is just finally getting around to, starting to roll. Like I haven't been sentenced at all. Oh, um, so you still have to deal with that potentially. Mm -hmm. What are, what are you, and that's probably going to be coming in the next six months or so. And are you facing any potential like jail time? It's not off the table, but it's pretty unlikely. Um, my attorney's working on a plea deal right now. Um, I've only had one court appearance so far, but it's, it's out of of curiosity with the fact that you, were an addict and you can name it and you're in recovery. 
do you do the courts have much grace about that in terms of like you showing for the past you know x number of months or years that you've gotten clean and you are that 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 that's part of the deal that's going to be going is like because my my crime is directly linked to the addiction and because i'm no longer an addict there's I mean, there's always going to be a risk of relapse with sure. anything, but, um, but you'll probably be subject to like tests and right, right, exactly. Like and you know, um, probation, I'm sure. I think you just got to sit them down and say, This is really hard for me to share, but I really mm-hmm. like you. I'm really excited about where this is going. Uh, I don't want to share this with everyone because it's embarrassing and it's hard for me to accept that I did this, but. I want to share it with you because it's really important to me that I build trust with you. And so I'm just going to say it and be vulnerable. But like, does he know you were an addict? Yeah. 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 And so we've bonded over that. And yeah. She, and if and he asks you, like, why didn't you tell yeah. me right away? You just say, I was still trying to get to know you and, and trying to see if right. there was something there. I don't want to tell every person I go on a date with about this, but I really see something here. And so, you know, give him the whole, I understand if... If it's too much for you, and I don't know his perception of it, but if I were to meet someone who was a recovering addict, alcoholic, or whatever, yeah, I mean, if someone told me that, which he already knows about you, you guys know this about each other, that certainly is going to set off some, like, you know, I guess call it red flags, hesitancy. Like, what does that mean? I'd have some questions, like, how long have you been clean? How do you ensure that, like, you're not going to, I don't know, like, you'd, you know, the person on the other end is going to ask some questions. I guess my point is, if I'm going to date someone who tells me they're a recovering addict, like you said, there's always the risk of relapse. And I think everyone kind of knows mm-hmm. that. Sure. So the fear of dating someone who's an addict is, well, what happens if relapse and what does that look like? Roth is... They're on my feet. Are they, are they, like, like, I can't believe that's made out of plastic. Unbelievable. Literally. And do you know, my sister texted me on Wednesday a photo of her Rothy's and she said, not my transplant attending stopping me in the hall to tell me he loved my shoes. Mm, and they look brand new. You could go mudding in those, and tomorrow they'll look just as new. 100%. You just throw them in the washing machine. No breaking period, no blisters. And if you want to get stopped and complimented, yeah, get Rothy's. Put them on your feet. They have so many designs oh, men, women, it doesn't matter. They got loafers, tennis shoes, sneakers, slip ons, flats. They have handbags, all made from recyclable plastic. They're doing great things for the environment as well. And fall's coming. We want to upgrade that fall uh, lineup in your, uh, in your closet. Uh, make sure your closet is uh, upgraded. And like I said, the best part about Rothy is it makes uh, for a better planet. They repurpose millions of single-use plastic bottles into their signature threads that go into every single one of their products. Comfort, check, washability, durability, style, Rothy has it all. So step up your shoes and accessories this summer and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus get $20 off your first purchase of rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. I love my Rothy's. Get your man some Rothy's. Liquid IV. Amanda just flushing. Reach for the mic because Liquid IV has been my best friend for the past week. I've been playing a lot of soccer. I've been having some nights on the town. And Liquid IV is there for it all, from my healthiest to my most in need of recovery. Yeah, what's, whether it's uh, helping uh, with that night out of drinking, perhaps. You know, perhaps. Li- perhaps. No judgment. But... Uh, Little trick: If you take a uh, liquid IV before you go to bed, and when you wake up, I don't know, you can uh, you can party. 
and uh, not feel that pain. Or maybe it's just you're like... I was recently in high elevation oh, and yeah. just felt like very dehydrated. Mm. And I was like, well, I can sit here and chug like eight glasses of water or I could just put liquid IV in one of them and feel the same. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It has extraordinarily less sugar than, say, your Gatorades or your Powerades or other like sports drinks and things like that. And it tastes great. I mean, I'm a, I like my lemon lime. They got also pina colada, tropical Golden punch. cherry. Tropical, oh, I haven't had. Watermelon. Cherry is Watermelon's good. a good one. Wait, that golden cherry? Yeah. I want to try some golden cherry. That's well, stay golden. <laughs> stay golden, baby. <laughs> what makes liquid IV so effective? Ooh, cellular transport technology, CTT, designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into your bloodstream. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code VIALL at checkout. That's 15% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code VIALL at liquidiv.com. I'm guessing you will both already have a ha- uh, like a fear of the other person relapsing, right? Yeah. Like he could yeah. relapse tomorrow, I guess, right? And that person you're falling in love with now is probably not the same person that they would become if they fell off the right. wagon, so to speak. You know, if it was like you and I, mm-hmm. and you had told me oh, I was a recovering addict and I listened and I, I was like, yeah, well, good for you. Congratulations. Like, yeah, I guess that makes me a little hesitant, but it doesn't really change how I feel about you. And then you drop me with this. I don't, I feel like nothing would really change. I can't speak for him. I don't want to get your hopes up, but like, well, as long as you don't relapse, I guess we're good. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, know, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's everyone's different. I don't know. Like my guess is he's got a couple like skeletons in his closet. Maybe he didn't get caught, but like, probably, I don't know. I did some shit. Dark secrets. If he has any, I don't know. It's been so it's been, it's new. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if you share this, if he were to maybe share something from his past as well. I know like he's hurt a lot of people. That's what, uh, when he got a divorce, it was all caused by his alcoholism. And, you know, the same thing happened with my addiction. I lost a lot of people that were close to my life, but it ended up being better that way. Now, my therapist told me uh, she recommended to do it in like a couple smaller conversations, possibly like, Kind of bring up the idea that of how it started or like kind of broadly address the subject at first. And then as it feels right, kind of slowly give him more information. What do you think about that idea? Well, I think you should always defer to your therapist over me. I, I don't, I don't, what does she, what, what do they mean by that? Like basically saying, uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of how I can say it without saying like, it. Like, I mean, the way you say it, I, I take it as like, so how do you feel about petty crime? You know, like white collar <laughs> crime and just get like their, their gauge and no, white collar no, no. crime in general. Um, like, like, what is worse? <laughs> fucking someone else while you're in a relationship or stealing? You know, like, are you trying to like th- play like criminal this or that with them? Like, and just kind of oh, like get their no, temperature? No, something saying like, oh, I have a meeting with my attorney today about um, some legal stuff that went down with whoever to me i i worry if you were to kind of like breadcrumb him mm-hmm. that's kind of i think what she was suggesting i, I don't it just all depends because like yeah if it were me i'd rather just have you tell me okay because yeah. i think also there's 
Again, we're not therapists. So it's like, who are we to like go against what they said? But it's also like if I were to get the little beginning and then Mm -hmm. get another data point later on, I'd be like, okay, well, when are these going to like stop popping up? Like I'd rather just get it all and be like, that's everything. Because then he can make a decision based on the full picture. He doesn't feel like every now and again, there's a little rug being pulled or different angle to the story. You didn't murder someone. Right. I don't know what it w- was, but like you said, a white collar crime. So it probably like yeah. s- sold some money or something or, you know. Something yeah, like it had to do with money. Yeah, yeah, that was my guess. You don't have to know much about addiction to know that like people tend to steal some money when they are trying to feed the addiction. It's expensive, man. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're not justifying it. You know it's wrong. You know, right. that, I think the fear, it's like when you meet a criminal – just call them criminal, mm-hmm. is like, what is their moral compass? You know, like, right. what's their character? Do they know from right or wrong? You know, it's like, why do we, uh, you, you people always say like, well, once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Because people want to mm-hmm. know, like, do you do you truly think that cheating's bad? Are you one of those people who like, cheating is an option for you when you're no longer happy in your current relationship? That's why people have a fear of like, getting in a relationship with the cheaters, you know? Yeah. So in this situation, like, you're, <laughs> you're like, you know, it's wrong. Like, I wish I didn't mm-hmm. do it. I was fucked up in the head when I did it. Like, I'm embarrassed. I wish I could take it back. I, you know, like, I definitely am going to do everything I can to stay clean and not relapse. And even if I do, I still know that was a crime. But, like, who the fuck knows yeah. when I'm high? To me, the concern is, could you ever relapse? And he already has that concern. Okay. I, I'm just, again, I'm only speaking for myself. Sure. He might be a different person. But for me, I don't know if that really changes anything. And, yes, well, I, you know, this is not therapist advice. For me, I would just rather know and just give it all to me. Yeah. Let me process. And I don't want to worry about if there's another bomb to drop down the Okay. Down the road. I hadn't thought about about it from that perspective, but that that does help a little bit. Um, so he and I have a trip coming up uh in not this weekend, but the following weekend. Do you what about before I'm deciding on if I should do it before or after the trip? I mean, what is your confidence level? Other than like, obviously this is your, I think would be scary and embarrassing for anyone to, you know, because you're just worried about judgment. What is your read on him? Do you see him as someone who's a pretty empathetic guy? Do you see him as someone who hopes for grace from other people knowing he made mistakes? I do. I, I am, I would say I'm fairly I'm pretty confident that he'll be understanding and empathetic about it. I feel like given his situation, given that he has skeletons of his own, Mm -hmm. I personally feel like if he handles this poorly, that's a huge red flag for him. Right. Because he, I would think on paper, should have the ability to empathize better than someone who is like, hey, listen, man, I'm sorry. Good for you for getting clean. I'm sorry, but like, I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. I don't drink. I don't, I don't. And like, yeah. hey, you know what? To each their own. But it would be really kind of weird for him to have that type of reaction, knowing that he has the same history as I do. The same history. There's like different, yeah. different actions. Sure. But you hurt someone. He's hurt people. You didn't hurt like the person you swore not to hurt and spend the rest of your life with and take marriage vows with. So we could sit there, we could sit there all day and debate what's worse. I don't think either you should do that. But what I'm saying is if he handles it poorly, then maybe he's just not the person you hoped he was. It's only been three weeks. You you might be wrong. I really think you're going to be okay. If you tell him before the trip and it goes well, that's a weight off your shoulders and you guys can have a ton of fun. 
Mm-hmm. If you don't tell them on before the trip, it'll be something that you're going to be worried about the entire trip. That's true. Now, what about telling them on the trip? Then you risk being stuck with them there, I guess. Then, then, yeah, yeah. Like you're on a weird trip, and it's <laughs> my vote is before the trip. Okay. There's a risk. It doesn't sure. go the way you want. And then it's like, do you wait, you know, but it should go well. And if it doesn't, I think you should see it as a major red flag. And maybe this guy's a bit hypocritical. Maybe like he mm-hmm. has a lot of grace for himself, but he's not willing to extend that grace to other people who have been in a similar right. situation. Okay. Okay. I'll try to do it before the trip then. And that kind of works out timing wise because I have a, a court date later in the month and I'd, I'd like him to know before that happens. Yeah. I just feel like let's just minimize things that you have to stress about and worry about. I think it's good to let them know how excited you are, how scary this is for you to share, Mm -hmm. how, how embarrassed you are that it happened and that you have to share it, but like you really care about them and you're grateful to have experienced these great three weeks. You're excited about the trip and it's just something you want to say because you hope that it further builds trust with him. Okay. Because it's just not easy for you to share and it's not something you share with everyone, but you're sharing yeah. it with him. Yeah. I would definitely like reiterate that one point first. Okay. Because yeah. like instead of you worrying about him being like, why didn't you tell me before? You're articulating why you telling him is a sign of how you feel about him and the sign of how you have grown to trust him already. Yeah. And, and okay. how he handles this will further speak to whether you should continue to trust him and f- can further continue true. to feel that way you do about him. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Okay. All right. Okay. Good yeah, luck. That helps a lot. Thank you, Nick. Keep us posted. I will. I'll, I'll send you an update later. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sometimes you don't have time to make it to the doctor's office and you or need you some Or you move and you don't have a doctor and it's just inconvenient. And so you want testing that is shipped straight to your home so that way you don't have to interrupt your life and day to get the answers you need. And I feel like oftentimes, especially women, maybe you can relate to this, just have so many like questions going on. Like whether it's like I have friends talking about fertility or like food sensitivity, like things that are popping up in their daily life that they just like would like answered. They have questions. They need answers. I'll do it from the comfort of your home. Exactly. Everly well. Everlywell also has high-quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. They make it super simple. If you need a test, you do it from the comfort of your home. You send in your samples. They give you your results back. And if you need to be set up with a physician, they, they help facilitate that process. We've all used it. It's super convenient. It's super fun. And for our listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's everlywell.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Even the rich get the dirty, dirty details of some of your favorite celebrities on Wonderies. Even the rich, a podcast that tells you jaw-dropping stories about tumultuous lives of the world's elite from the greatest family dynasties to pop culture superstars. So if you want to know what life was like for Elton John or the Murdoch family, that's, you know, kind of loosely based off the show Succession, or maybe Janet Jackson, or maybe Mariah, Mar- Car- Mariah Marilyn Carey. Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Patty uh, Hearst. Patty Hearst. Woo, so many dirty, dirty secrets about the people we know and love. It's really fascinating. You know, it really, uh, it, it also just kind of like makes you... Uh, Realize that, like, you know, they're just like us. 
celebrities. They have our own problems, you know, and so do we. Uh, They all dreamed of being on top of the world, having no idea that maintaining it would be harder than ever, would be harder than they ever imagined. So if you want to feel better about yourself, listen to Even the Rich on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple's podcast or the Wondery app. How's it going? Hi there. Um, My name's Olivia and I am 35. How can I help Olivia? So in a couple weeks, my ex-boyfriend will be coming back home to pick up all his stuff from my house and just kind of wondering how I should act while he's here. So give a little background. We were together for two years. Uh, We lived on the East Coast. He got laid off from his job. So he actually got an opportunity to with a new job in California. And he wasn't going to take it because he wanted to, you know, stay with me here. But I convinced him to take the job because it was good money. And he only needed to be in California for six months before he was able to come back and be remote. Okay. So we did the long distance for six months. Every three to four weeks, I'd fly there. He'd fly here. It was great. But then after six months, when he was, it was time to come back home, he decided he did not want to come back home and he wanted to stay in California. Came a so, California boy. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice out there. So he did say, well, what do you, how do you feel about moving out heat there? And I said, you know what? After a little bit of thought, I said, yeah, you know, I'll definitely move out there. And the next day he said, never mind, I do not want you to come. He made excuses about, I don't want you to leave your family and your friends and your good job here. I said, well, I can always come visit. You know, people move the furthest to the yeah, others, yeah, you know, yeah. all the time. I can always come visit like I was visiting him. Uh, so it was more a logistical, logistical issue. Um, and then come to find out, you know, a month or so later, uh, one of his so-and-so friends, he always said was just a friend, a, a girl he met out there that he would text mm. while we were together and always say they were friends. Well, now he's kind of dating her now. Mill, let you guys in on a little secret. You tell me if you guys know this. I think amongst men, they often, when they want to exit a relationship, will try to get their partner in a heterosexual relationship to break up with him so hearing your story that to me is exactly what like he tried to do he was banking on the fact that you wouldn't move so like so so when you're like expect me to say yeah yeah. so like because it's like people are like well why would he say one day and then the next day to say oh i don't want you to come out is i think he was really banking on the fact that you would be like i don't want to uproot my life and i'm not going to move and then you would have this like drawn out conversation and you would be all sad and disappointed he wanted to stay but he would like stand his ground and like reluctantly like I guess we have to break up, but it's not really my call because I wanted you to come and like basically like make it seem like it was your decision. And I think that is something that a lot of men do, mm. not only in relationships, but at early stages of dating, especially if you communicate like the, y- your expectations, like the things you want early in dating. And then they're like, they, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. But then they don't do the things that you ask them to do. That's like mm-hmm. a way of hoping that you get pissed off and break up with them <laughs> so they don't have to break up with you and not feel like the bad guy. Yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be there? Do He's... I have to? No. Of What's your honest not. reason for wanting to be there? Uh, the honest reason is because I 
want to see him. And okay. there's some questions that I would like him to answer that I don't really have answers to. Well, the last time we talked what over the phone was like just over a week ago. And um, he, that's when he told me about really hanging out with this girl. But apparently, uh, I don't know if he's just saying this to make me feel better. Um, she wants more than he can give because his heart is still somewhere else. AKA I wouldn't believe me. any of that shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know, but yeah. Well, and, how he treats me through like how he has treated me since we broke up. Obviously, he can say he still loves me, but his actions do not show it. Yeah. So, what else? What other questions do you have for him? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, when they were talking or just friends while we were together, was he really cheated on me or not? Assuming you can even trust that he's going to give you the actual truth to that answer. Yeah. Because if he did cheat, then we know he's a cheater and therefore a liar. So you kind of have to believe a liar. What would it do for you? Like, yeah, let's assume he cheated on you. So even though it would extremely be hurtful, I think it would be easier for me to move on because right now I'm having a hard time moving on because he still gives me that just, just a little bit. You know, saying like, I still care about you. I still love you. It's just, yeah, it's he's definitely right now. My guess is that he is not a hundred percent certain of his decision. Mm -hmm. I am not saying that to offer you hope. He is probably saying things to leave a door open in case he changes his mind, mm. you know? And then again, like him wanting you to break up with him. You know, would allow him to be like, oh, I want you back if he decided he, you know, wanted you back. If he was like, oh, I want to stay out here, I want you to move out, and you said no, and then you could be like, oh, and then he would have been like, oh, I guess we have to break up. And then have had he changed his mind, maybe he gets like six months from now, maybe California is not what he hoped it would be. You know, and how much of this girl he liked played a role, I, who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, how old is this, your, this guy? Uh, same age as me, 35. Okay. I just think he's very much trying to have his cake and eat it too. I'm not saying he's a bad guy right now, but right now he's really only worried about himself. That is correct. I think our priorities are different right yeah. now. So. And listen, he, he, he took this big leap of faith and moved across the country. I'm sure that was scary for him. And I'm sure if he's never like done something like that before, he's probably experiencing his whole new aspect of life he hasn't experienced and that might be fun and exciting for him and things like that but he is very much being selfish right now we've yes. talked about you know yeah. we talk about how like you know often i often say like oh you know your 20s and stuff is a great time to be selfish there's a lot of people who who maybe aren't right like maybe i don't know what he did in college or work but well, like he's also divorced with a child so okay. i think um, yeah, so he got married early, maybe with a kid, he married and, early and now he's with, out there and he's he's feeling like this is my time to truly kind of do what I want to do. And I think that's his priority right now. And everything he is going to say right now is going to be focused on what's going to serve him best, even if he's going to pretend that that's not the case. Like if you said that to him, he would deny it and get defensive and, and et cetera, et cetera. And he probably, he probably doesn't even see it right now. Um, but I, I don't know how much can really come from you having this 
this talk because that's what you want, right? You want to have a talk and you want to like have them come in and have this like, and basically what that talk is going to turn into, you're thinking, I want to have a talk because so I can get some clarity and move on. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's okay. what's going to happen is one of two things. He's either going to say a bunch of like confusing things, dangling a bunch of carrots and giving you false hope, even though you say to yourself, we're never getting back together. Clearly, you're like, you're hurting, you're grieving. You didn't expect this. This is not what something you wanted. So like it would be natural in the back of your mind to still figure out a way that you could forgive him and get back to what you had. Like that's his human nature. And so if he says a bunch of like vague things that give you a little bit of hope, like that's just going to confuse you and fuck with you and your ability to move on. Or two, maybe he is honest. And maybe that conversation just turns into him telling you once again a bunch of reasons why he doesn't want to date you. And I'm not really sure what that does for you. <laughs> you know, like you're not dating him. So or- should I just not even have this, any conversations, just pretend? I that think, I'm a, doing I think right? a power, I think a, yes, I think it would be a power move to have a friend especially if you have a good guy friend, that'd be great if you have a good guy friend to be there instead of you. And you just say, hey, listen, I have plans. I'm busy. I can't be there. My friend Corey is going to be there to let you in. Do your thing. He's going to, you know, he won't bother you, but he's going to be there to like let you in and lock up and, uh, you know, good luck with everything. You just keep it real brief and short. It's so funny you said that because this past weekend, one of my guy friends offered, he's like, I'll be there. I have my van. I can help him pack everything up and drop him back off at the airport. Yeah. No, he doesn't need to do all that. You want him to give off the impression that he is babysitting him and watching him and keeping an eye on him. And that will piss him, your your, your ex off. (laughs) And he's going to say something like, what, you don't trust me? And you say, that's nearly neither here nor there. Like we're no longer together. And I feel more comfortable having him there. Okay. You don't say you don't trust him. You say you feel more comfortable just having him there and that it is what it is. You do not need to explain yourself to your ex. That is something I think you need to really remind yourself. I do not need to explain myself to him. You say that over and over because once you start like doing stuff like this and standing your ground and and not asking and, and pining and whatever, he's gonna be like, why did you do this? Why can't you be there? Or do you not want to see me? Or I, who, I don't know what he's going to say, but he's going to make you feel probably like you need to explain yourself. He's going to challenge your decisions. And when he does that, you need to remember, I do not need to explain myself to him. I do not need to explain myself to him. There's nothing to explain. If there's a world in where you get back back together, it's because he truly is wanting to get back together. You know, he shows up in your door, surprises you, and does a 180 and begs, begs with a lot of clear explanations that have no confusion and there's some hard truths that he has to share and hopes that you forgive him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't get to try to turn this around on you. He wanted to be selfish, fine, that's a choice he made. But you have to hear that he can recognize that. Hey, listen, I moved out, I panicked, I did X, Y, and Z, but then you know I realized I fucked up and I don't deserve a second chance, but I'm hoping you're willing to give it to me. He has to truly own the fact that he bailed on this relationship. It doesn't make him a bad guy. Everyone does that. But if he wants a second chance with you, he has to own what he did to damage the relationship. It's his fault 
for leaving the relationship. Correct. You encouraged him to move out. You were willing to like do long distance. You were willing to take that risk. You were willing to do all that. And you were willing to put in the work. You were willing to move. Like, I'm not saying you were perfect in the relationship. I'm sure you both had things to work on, but he's the one who chose to walk out of this relationship. And if he ever would want it, want it back, he has to recognize the role he played without you coaching him up, without you reminding him what he did. He has to see it for himself. Mm, yes. I agree. So that's my uh. two cents. I empathize with why you want to have this conversation, but from personal experience and then talking to people, it never goes the way you want. You're not going to get the feeling that you're hoping to get. This is obviously a conversation about closure. And I think the more you can get it from yourself and just accept the reality of the situation, identify that you're hurt from it, you're sad over it, that's okay. But this clarity that you're trying to find, you already have it. And that clarity is... He didn't want to move back. He quit on the relationship. Whether he cheated or emotionally cheated, I don't fucking know. Does it really matter? Does it really matter whether he emotionally cheated or like had sex with someone else? At the end of the day, like clearly he was doing some shit that if you were there, he wouldn't want you to know about. He was definitely exploring something else while he was in a relationship with you. And the degree of which, like how, like whether he had sex with someone else, that is just your ego wanting to know like how mad it should be at you. And that really is irrelevant to like you healing and getting over it. Okay. Thank you. What are you, what are you feeling? <laughs> it's, gonna, it's still going to be hard. What are you feeling and processing right now? Like there's obviously um, like resistance to what I'm saying. Well, so no, actually I'm taking everything you're saying to heart. I still think I want to see him, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to have any of the conversations that I want to have because it's only going to make Why do you want to see him? Worse. Are you into torturing yourself or? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> That's a I good mean, point. You should ask That's yourself why you want to see him. Yeah, because it would be torture, for sure. I just don't think it's going to make so. you feel good. I think whatever willpower it's going to take for you not to be there will end up turning into you being really ha – I promise you, you will, you will feel like you gained some power back. Okay. And I don't know what your goal of this conversation, but I feel like a good goal would be to try to gain some of that power back you lost by feeling like you were there to support him, back him up, and he kind of bailed on you and, and took that from you and made you feel like a little foolish for maybe he cheated. Like you feel powerless wondering if someone like cheated on you and things like that. So you feel a little helpless. This situation is providing you an opportunity, and that only opportunity is for you to take back some of your power. And I personally think the only way to do that is to is to do what I said you should do. <laughs> I think anything else is a wasted opportunity and just in my humble opinion. And the are so many other options in which that that interaction is gonna leave you feeling worse, not better. Yes. And not seeing him and having your friend there, like, yeah, you're not gonna get what you want in the moment because what you really want is to see him because you probably miss him and it's sad and you're hoping that him seeing you like sparks some sort of reaction and sadness from him and some regret and you wanna see that on his face and that well, and your ego's telling you that will make you feel better, but I promise you it won't. These conversations never go the way someone in your shoes wants it to go. I believe you in that respect for sure. I really think you should take take up your friend's offer. And I think have him sit there. Just have him like have the game on. He's just like, I, I'm, I'm your friend and he lets him in and your friend sits back on your sofa, watches TV, minds his own fucking business, stays out of his way, limits the conversation, doesn't try to pick a fight. Nothing. He's just there. Him being there will just buck the shit out of your ex. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> that would.
And you just act unbothered and you never explain yourself to him. You're just like, get your stuff. It's no big deal. Like I just, this makes me feel more comfortable. It's how I wanted to handle the situation. That's those, these are your only responses. The no explanation. Do not explain yourself. Before you send this text, ask yourself, am I explaining myself to him? If so, then you, you wrote too much. All right. Yes. If you're stating a fact, I just, this is how I feel. Fine. This is what I wanted. This makes me feel more comfortable. The why doesn't matter. Take out the why. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Well, let me know if you actually follow through with my advice. (laughs) And if not, give us an update. Because either I'll give you guys an update in a couple weeks. All right. All right. (laughs) When he's here. All right. Take care. Thank you, Nick. All right. All the best. Bye bye. How's it going? Hey, Nick. I'm Kate and I'm 35 years old. How can I help, Kate? So I wrote in seeking your advice because I listen to your podcast and I think you give very good advice on family situations as well as relationship situations. And I have a situation that involves the interplay of both of those things. And I am seeking advice on how to integrate a boyfriend into my family dynamic when I have drawn boundaries with my immediate family as an adult that I think are necessary and healthy and are working for our relationship and how to explain those boundaries and why they exist to my boyfriend and help explain to him what the relationship with my family looks like when it looks very different from the relationship that he has with his family. So that is why I wrote in and then I can give you some details and background as to exactly what is. Give me a little background on the family dynamic and the boundaries you've set and why you think they work. I actually moved about seven years ago. I moved probably 10 or 12 hours away from where my parents reside now. And I think that moving so far away naturally instituted some boundaries into our relationship that were necessary. And before that, I was in college, I was in grad school. So I always had a little bit of space with my family that I think was good. I know my parents love me and care about me. I think they did the best job parenting that they could. Um, for the circumstances that they were in, both you know, practically, financially, mental health-wise. And I don't have any resentment about my childhood, but I have drawn boundaries with them as an adult that I think are necessary because one of the most freeing realizations as an adult was that I got to set those boundaries once I was on my own. I, I could say, no, you, know, you can't talk to me that way. You can't intrude on this part of my life. And, and I got to draw those boundaries. And I think that's been really healthy and they've respected them. And we have a relationship now over the past few years that is mostly text-based because like I said, I moved so far away about seven years ago. The first few years, I would go back and visit. I would see them and friends. They came here a few times, but I got a new job in 2019 and was really busy. And then the pandemic hit in 2020 and canceled my plans to go back for that summer And now here we are, and I actually haven't seen my parents in person since December of 2018. So our relationship since then has been text-based. We have FaceTimed a few times. We have talked on the phone a few times, but it's become a bit more shallow because we're not in person. I'm not going over for, for dinner all the time. What's the primary reason why you felt like the need to like, just have this distance? Was it were they, was it like a lot of judgment from them or controlling? Do you feel like they were just too involved? Like what was the reason for this? So growing up, um, 
I grew up in a very religious household. We were homeschooled okay. on and off, my brother and I. Um, and I would say that as a child, my parents were probably pretty controlling and overbearing. Sure. Um, I don't think that's the primary reason as an adult that I have created some distance. I think that they are for for lack of a better word, cooler now. Um, they're much more liberal. They're much more open. Um, they've really come a long way in that respect, and I'm really proud of them. Um, but starting in in high school, and I just want to be really respectful of other people's you know, private business on, on this call, but my brother has struggled with mental health and, and substance abuse issues. And Growing up, I think that impacted me, and I think it distracted my parents from from raising me and giving me a lot of attention and mm-hmm. and put a lot of pressure on me. Um, and I don't think that's an uncommon story. No. So, I think due to the dynamic that I had with my parents because of the issues that our family was facing, as an adult, I have found it healthy to create some boundaries. And there can be some judgment there. There can be some some criticism. I know for a fact that my mother doesn't mean to come off this way, but when something good happens in my life, she often reacts in a way that almost appears to be jealousy. I know that's not how she means for it to come off, but I think back on large you know, momentous moments in my life and graduating college, you know, graduating graduate school or introducing a boyfriend to the family. And my mother gets very, antagonistic in those situations and they seem to stress her out. And so creating some distance in my personal relationships and the choices that I'm making in my life has been healthy for me. If that helps explain. Why are you concerned that's going to be a challenge to, as you say, integrate your boyfriend and explain this to him? Because I don't think this is all that uncommon. I mean, your situation, every situation is unique, but a lot of people are, is he like really close with his family? Yeah, he's very close to this family. So where's this fear coming from? Is it something he's saying or doing, or are you just internalizing this and worried that, well, he's close with his family. He's going to judge me for having distance with mine. I think so. I'm worried about that. I'm worried because in the past I've had boyfriends try to be buddy, buddy with my family, um, you know, getting my parents' phone numbers and texting them. And that to me feels like crossing a line that is uncomfortable for me because I kind of want to feel like my partner is on my side, right? For again, lack of a, yeah. of a better term, I want you to like my family, but I also want you to understand that if we're together, I have boundaries with my family and I would like you to respect those boundaries and kind of fall in line with them to an extent. What conversations have you had with your current boyfriend about any of this, if at all? We've been dating for a year. Okay. We really haven't had many conversations about it. I have very subtly mentioned that my family dynamic is different than his, that I don't share a lot of personal information with my parents typically. Um, very, I've said very subtle things. I, we haven't really had an in-depth conversation. And I found that with most people, if I avoid the topic, they don't really ask. So I've been able to not really discuss it. But with the boyfriends who you felt like crossed the line in the past, like how quickly did it come up? Because to me, him not like, you guys have been dating for a year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been pushy about it. You kind of said, hey, listen, I just have a different relationship than you have. And it sounds like he was like, okay. Because that's like how I would handle it. Family is important to me. I'm, I feel like overall I have a close relationship with my family. Because you know what causes a lot of stress in relationships? 
two people who are super close with their families and all of a sudden Thanksgiving and Christmas roll around mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like a big debate of which family you get to go to, who gets who, and it's stressful. And Yeah, and it's, like, it's come up a- in that context because we've discussed how I really love that his family has embraced me. I've met them multiple times. I've spent Christmas with them last year, yeah. actually. So I've mentioned that I really love that and that was something I was looking for in a relationship as a family that would really embrace me. So it's definitely come up in that context. But that was like a positive, yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. I think that he's getting the sense correctly that I have not told my parents that I'm in a relationship. And I think he is going to feel sort of hurt and confused. Like, why haven't you told your parents that we've been dating for a year and you have a boyfriend? Why That's something that most people are excited to share with their family. And my parents have planned a visit in the fall, just for a long weekend. And he is fully expecting to meet them. And I invited him to a day event for something that I had bought tickets for and thought he could come along and that that would work. And just as it's approaching, I'm, I'm having anxiety about how to explain the family dynamic to him, how to let him know that I haven't told my parents that we've been dating for a year and just really fingers crossed that my parents are going to be welcoming and, and pleasant to him what if and i'm just spitballing here so i could be wrong and maybe you hate this idea but what if between now and then you tell your parents you're dating someone so then you don't even have to worry about explaining to him that they don't know so actually changing the situation so that i have the conversation with them and say i've been dating someone for a year i know i haven't mentioned Mm -hmm. it because i wasn't really sure you know if it's going to work out And I'd love for you to meet him when you come visit instead of having to talk to him. Yeah. And then you have a conversation with your boyfriend to like further explain the relationship with your parents and just, just say what you said to me. I don't know. It seems pretty understandable. Mm -hmm. Give your boyfriend the opportunity to be the supportive boyfriend that hopefully he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Trust that he can be someone that you can lean on and count on with this type of stuff. I mean, as this relationship evolves, you're going to want to open up to him and more and, and provide and, and give him a more opportunity for you to trust him and vice versa. But you have to share in order to do that. When you're like, ah, I don't want to share like, you know, that people on the receiving end will be like, well, I, I just want you to trust me. I want you to feel comfortable sharing these things with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your parents have shown you a reason why that that's not the case. As far as your parents go, like, Listen, like it's always, it's just, if you've listened to other episodes, like it's tough with parents because I think we always have this expectations of what parents should have done for us. And we, we try to be understanding, but as much as you can just be empathetic. I mean, I think it's a fairly common thing, right? Especially for like people who are older now who are conservative. It wouldn't shock me that maybe some of the hopes and dreams that you've been able to do on your own and the progress that you've made and the progressive kind of ideologies that you've evolved and implemented in your life earlier than your mom, it wouldn't shock me that she might have a little jealousy or resentment. Not that she doesn't want that for you, but she probably wishes that maybe some of the independence you've had for yourself, she wishes she had for herself, but that might've been harder for her back in the day when, when religion was that much more part of people's communities. It was tougher to break away from that a little bit. And I think even tougher for women and, and, and very conservative and religious like communities to to feel like they could have their independence. It's something my mom has always struggled with of the expectations of her role as a, as a young girl and as a woman 
and she, you know she's been able to have a lovely family but like i think as an adult woman she's always wished she's had more things for herself that's a perspective that i really haven't considered as much therapy as i've been in and self awareness that i think I have. I really haven't considered that perspective. That's a really great point. You know, I don't know if that's the case with your mom, but when you feel that jealousy or envy, try not to judge your mom for it. Try to have empathy with the fact that like, maybe she didn't get to do those things and try not to feel like she's attacking you. It still might happen and you have the right to be annoyed by it. And you have the right to like, be like, mom, fucking doing it again. But my guess is she doesn't mean it the way you are receiving it yes maybe not I don't, I don't know and I think maybe giving my boyfriend a little bit of a warning that sometimes that that attitude that she takes on when she is stressed out or she has a reaction yeah. to something letting him know that he may get the brunt of some of that and to just kind of let it roll off of him. I just want to prepare him a little bit. I know I'm not the first person who's going to have a somewhat stressful family dynamic. When I date someone, the approach I take is like, you tell me what I should expect. You tell me how much I should care. I have a family. I'm good. Like I love my family and I'll love yours. And like, I just don't see that as a, like a red flag that to me, that's not like, I know it's one of those things where everyone says, look, I just want to date someone who like loves their family and is family oriented. Just because you have boundaries with your family doesn't mean you're not family oriented. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that you are going to want different things like, because I don't know what your goals are. Like, I don't know if, do you want kids or I don't want kids? No, you don't. Okay, so your family might mean something else with like friends and things like that. And like, that's fine. You know, everyone's different. And so it's just finding someone who's in line with your priorities. Give him an opportunity to show you that he can be the partner that you want him to be, which is supporting and there for you. And yeah, give him the heads up. You know, if I were dating someone who says like, yeah, my dad or my mom can be kind of a dick sometimes, they might say something to you don't take it personally, I would be like, okay, great. And I immediately would be like, I would, I would go in there expecting them to say something. And then I would decide to not let it bother me because my girlfriend told me not to. I don't know if everyone's the same as me, but like, I I do think that would help. Yeah. Give them the heads up. Like, Hey, I want you to meet my family. I love them. I'm close with them. But like every once in a while, I'm just like, I'm not as close as you are. And I love what I have with your family, but like every once in a while, my mom or dad will say something that feels a little judgmental or shameful or resentful. And I have learned to like, let it go. And, and that's why I've kind of kept that separation, but just a heads up, it might happen. Don't take it personally. Okay. So there is a way to handle this that I'm bringing all of my past anxiety into this conversation. I think I have to give up full family history and, and I really don't. Yeah. I don't think you do. I don't know if this is that big of a deal. I understand that it feels a lot and you're probably internalizing like just how close with these is. Is he going to judge me for it? I I don't know. I mean, I'm not everyone and I don't want to like give you high hopes, but families are all over the map in terms of how close they are. Every family has its warts, even the close ones. There's conflict in every family. There's frustration in every family. Family, it's like you are tied to. Friends, you give to pick, right? You know, yes. your your siblings, you're just like, how are we related? <laughs> I mean, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and some siblings are best friends and some people are just like, I love you, but like, i shocked that we're related. And I think that's pretty common. So yeah, tell your parents that you have mm-hmm. a boyfriend. Definitely invite him. Okay. 
I don't think you should try to protect your boyfriend from your parents. I think that's probably what I think that I'm doing. I think you should give your boyfriend an opportunity to show that he's an, an adult and he can handle some awkward yeah. parents. If you want some alone time with mom and dad, I think that's also okay to do that as mm -hmm. well. I just don't think you should not let your boyfriend there thinking that you're protecting him. And I don't think that's doing anything. That makes sense. Yeah. And giving him the opportunity to, to handle it himself and step into that dynamic and deal with it. I need to do that. My guess is you'll probably oversell it and he'll be like, I think your mom and dad are all right. Right. Which usually maybe, is what happens. I've had a few boyfriends that have had some interactions with my, with my mom that haven't been totally pleasant, but for the most part, I'm sure my boyfriend's is your, I make uh, a bigger deal. <laughs> probably, but you know, you still respect your parents and you still want him to respect yes. your parents. Right. So that make, make sure that's clear. Cause like sometimes when you, when you try to warn people about parents, people can inadvertently give off the impression that like, you don't have to respect my parents. And then I think that sometimes emboldens people to like pick fights with people's parents or talk back or shit like that. Like you want them to be respectful the same way you respect his parents and family members. Yes. And that's all. But like if they say something that's off-putting, let it roll off your sleeve because I don't know if it's going to happen, but it might. And I've learned to like look the other way. Yeah. And then just, I hope that he will be able to respect the boundaries that I've set with his parents. You know, I would never text his mother or his father without knowing that he was comfortable with something like that. And I think it's just kind of weird that your exes did that. I don't think it's the norm, okay. even though it happened to you. I could be wrong about that, but I do think it's a control thing. Were your other exes a little controlling? Yeah, I think that, yeah, that one, yes. Is your current boyfriend, do you feel it's no. controlling? You know, like Natalie has de de built a relationship with my mom and they have each other's numbers and they text, but like it's, it's, it's evolved because we're close. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she's gone behind my back to do it. She's just building a relationship with my mom, but I like that. And, and that's the expectation. But I think it's, I think if it's something that someone does behind your back or does something when you don't have it, I think it's a little weird. Okay. Agreed. And so I don't foresee that being an issue in this relationship. And yeah. If it was, then I think maybe I can address it because... Then you address it. But yeah, there's no point in worrying about it and assuming they're going to do the same thing as your past. Mm -hmm. And you have, to give, you have to give people an opportunity to fail. So That's so true. <laughs> yep. All right. So, okay. So I'm going to let my parents know that I am dating someone and that we've been dating for a year. I just didn't mention it because I didn't know if it was going to work out, but I think it would be great for them to meet him when they come to visit. And then I will invite him to some events that weekend and see how it goes. And I'll, I'll let him know without yeah. making a huge deal about it, how, how they can sometimes come off. Totally. I think that's okay. great. It's so funny. I think that we build up such a story we because with our families we have a history and we have all these things in our head that we think we need to share with other people and we really don't need to put that burden onto the partner especially totally. if you're into the relationship i need to just let him know how the dynamic might be but i don't need to like put all of these yeah i think we all get self-conscious about what our family dynamic looks like and how other people perceive it but i've learned that everyone's everyone's family Oh yeah, shit. for sure. And we love them. You know, I, I love my parents and I know they love me, but 
I, I think I have been feeling like I need to protect my boyfriend and you're right. I really don't yeah. need to do that. I don't, I don't think you need to do Okay. That. Well, thank you. I really All appreciate right. your time. I respect your opinion so much. So thank you. Well, I, I really appreciate you like, calling this is in. a non-issue. <laughs> yeah. At least give it a chance to be yeah. a problem before you start making that it. That sounds good. Thank you, Nick. All right. Thanks. You too. Let us know. I will. I'll email follow up. All, All right, right. Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknickacastme.com. Cast with a K. We'll see you tomorrow for our Bachelor recap. And Cheryl Burke, Dancing with the Stars alum and recently single, joins us for Going Deeper. Don't miss it. Thanks.